Welcome back to another edition of the American Cattleman Podcast. My name is Dustin Hector, and I'm going to get this ride started. The American Cattleman Podcast is produced by the American Cattleman Magazine, and we are glad you're here. Before we get too deep, here's a brief word from one of our sponsors, Rawhide Portable Corral. We understand cattle. That's why the world's first hydraulic corral just keeps getting better. Our system is simple, flexible, and durable. Built to keep your cattle operations easy and trouble-free. All the best features of a portable system with unmatched customer service is why Rawhide is often imitated, never duplicated. The Rawhide Portable Corral. Just ahead, we have American Cattleman podcast host, Chap Ramsey, and he sits down with Dr. Ron Tessman and Dr. Wayne Ayers with Elenco. They will share with us a little bit about Elenco's focus, health, economic performance, and sustainability in the marketplace for your livestock, as well as one of their key products, Batrol. But first, a quick word from one of our sponsors, Shorty's Cowboy Hattery. It's way more than just a hat. It's a piece of American tradition. We're talking about Shorty's Cowboy Hattery, the finest handmade hats in the country. Founded by National Cowgirl Museum and Hall of Fame, Lavona Shorty Coger. For over 30 years, Shorty's Cowboy Hattery has covered the heads of rodeo stars, music stars, working ranch cowboys, and folks that just want to look like one. Shorty's hats remain world famous and are sought after for their attention to detail intricate sewing process and signature beaver fur and beaver fur blends. You gotta get you one or two. Visit shortieshattery.com because you deserve the best. Now here is Chap Ramsey. Hey, welcome back to the American Cattleman Podcast. Great to have you along for the ride. My name's Chap Ramsey. I'm your host and let's get into this. We're going to talk to some really smart people from Elanco. If you know anything about Elenco Animal Health, you know that they are pioneers in so many different things and some things that will attract you. Even if you're not in the cow-calf industry, even if you're not in the dairy industry, these guys are going to be talking about things that even impact regular folks that might live in the city. Dr. Ron Tessman's with us. Uh, he is a graduate of the University of, uh, I mean, uh, Washington State University. Correct. And uh, you got your doctorate, your Ph.D. where? At the University of Missouri. Yeah. Nice going. And you, you, how long you worked for Elanco? So I've uh, worked for Elanco since uh, 2020. Wow. I came over in the Bear in Acquisition. The, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How's all that going? Actually really great. Um, now we're getting everything uh, settled out. Everybody's got their place in the um, in the company, and um, actually, I'm very happy to be working with uh, Elanco. Uh, they're focused on uh, large animal um, cattle and uh, um, uh, swine. Well, they, they do a lot of stuff tremendous. across the animal spectrum. That's correct. Yeah, and not just focused on companion animal, even though we've got a, a lot of a companion lot of stuff there products, and and really have some good innovation there. Uh, but we have a, a, a focus from the company, uh, from the top on down, to work in the food animal uh, industry. So I was looking, your, your key points for Elanco seem to be health, uh, economic performance, you know, making, making economics work for the producer, and, and also sustainability in the marketplace. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, 
when we think about sustainability, we think a lot of that is people being able to maintain their lifestyle in the animal health world. And that means, you know, being profitable. Um, but it also means having healthy animals. Mm. And that's one of the things that we really are focusing now in our group, uh, the veterinary group, is this uh, one step uh, ahead. So what can we do to help the, our cattle producers be one step ahead and maintain the health of their animals so that they can maintain a healthy bottom line? I talked about folks that aren't on the farm or aren't not on the ranch, don't have cow-calf or don't do dairy or don't do pigs. But th there's a, an interesting newer product that you folks have developed that is takes care of ammonia gas reduction in beef cattle. What is that? Yeah, so that's Xperior, and it is a product that is specifically licensed to reduce uh, ammonia gas emissions in uh, animals that are fed that, so in feedlot animals. And um, it is the only FDA-approved product that has that type of label claim. And uh, we're using that, working with uh, those feedlot producers um, to help reduce uh, ammonium emissions. And one of the things about that that's so important is that's a big environmental impact concern of many people who, sadly, know nothing about the farm and ranch community. Absolutely. And if you look across our other products in our portfolio, we're doing the same things with those products as well. And so we're trying to combine all of those efforts together to produce the safest, healthiest animal possible for that consumer. So at the end, they know that they had an animal, that that, that animal was raised appropriately, had the best care possible, and was raised in a manner to have the least imp impact on the environment. Well, one of the things that uh, Dr. Wayne Ayers is going to step in now, and we're going to ask him a little bit about uh, something called Batril. This is a product that's been on the market forever, and uh, but it does what? So, yeah, Batril is, a, is an antibiotic. So if we do, um, it, and, and it came from bear, <clears throat> and so now we have it, we have it in our... Uh, in our portfolio with the acquisition of air. So it is an antibiotic just in case an animal does get sick with respiratory disease. We, ha we have, it's one of the uh, uh, several antibiotic in our portfolio that we have to um, help keep animals healthy if they do get sick. Now, our BRD, mm -hmm. that's a big deal. It is. It, it's bovine respiratory disease, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So that's a big, big deal. It is, and you can think about it. You can think about it like uh, uh, if you take your kindergartens, kindergarten kids to to school. Everybody gets sick when they when you take them. So these cattle in the feedlot, they're basically juveniles at the same age. So they tend to pass things around. So when we, we the focus is to try and prevent disease, or stay one step ahead of that infection and and respiratory disease but if we do get an animal that does get sick then we want an appropriate treatment to take care of it and, and folks need to know that over 16 percent of the animals in a feedlot right now have got a, a brd and it results in 70 to 80 percent mortality rate well not 70 percent of all the animals oh, that get no, it, but it counts for 78 percent right. of mortality in a feedlot that's that's an amazing number yeah, it is, and, and we try every day to uh, implement um, uh, preventative protocols to try and reduce that as much as we can. Dr. Ayers, where'd you go to school at? I, 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 there's a kinship here. There is. I, I have a, 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 the, my uh, veterinary degree is from Washington State University as well. 
Did you know each other back then? We did not. We actually grew up 40 miles apart in Montana, but um, uh, well, we 40 miles is like next that's door nothing. in Montana. That's a that's a day's walk. <laughs> what are you working on now? That's that's new that we can talk about. Well, uh, on my my area of that that I concentrate on with Alanco, besides some of these other preventative, th is is one of the is uh, parasites. So um, trying to make sure that uh, reduce the stress that's that's um, uh, happens with internal parasites and so timing out when we want to treat what we want to treat with um, which animals do we treat it's it's uh, it's it's very important to, to look at it holistically how do we do this because all of these phases in a calf's life uh, and and then all the way back into adulthood they're all related and they all build on each other so if we lay a, a real good foundation and a, and help producers come up with a protocol that to keep these animals healthy, they actually live longer and have uh, uh, more, are more productive in their entire life. And, and parasitic diseases are, are many. There's all kinds out there. Yeah, there's about uh, 13, maybe 15 different internal parasites that right. cattle get. Um, and that has weight loss and weight loss, diarrhea, reduced right. efficiency. Um, out of those 13, there's four that we really concentrate on that actually cause um, um, a fairly serious disease. And one in particular, the brown stomach worm, Ostratasia, but the we common name is brown stomach worm. That is the uh, single most uh, uh, cost of econ or you know economic loss. We we get the most economic loss in young animals with that organism. And, uh, and it's partly because it has evolved in a way to survive the winter. So those larvae that the cattle eat in the fall, late fall, they go dormant. They hibernate inside the animal over the wintertime. And then they come out all at once in the spring. And when they do that, they cause damage to the stomach lining that can be permanent in a calf and can make that calf less efficient its entire life. Is this a new malady? Is this something that uh, has crept up on us, or have we always been dealing with this? We've always been dealing with it, but at Alanco, when, when we uh, acquired Bear and got the uh, parasiticide uh, cydectin, we decided we needed to take a sustainable approach, mm -hmm. right? We need to be better stewards of all these molecules because the last new dewormer came out 25 years ago, and that was cydectin. We don't have anything new since then. We have different combinations or formulations, but nothing new. So we decided to dig into it a little deeper and look at how can we make, how can we control, do a good job of controlling parasites, and at the same time, uh, be good stewards of the molecule so that we can use it for a long, long time to come. Is, is, there, a, is there a time when it, it becomes ineffective because it's been around for so long? So we do, we are seeing some resistance building up to different to some of the different chemicals that we use, um, uh, and that's that's the other reason it does happen with overuse mm -hmm. or misuse or um, uh, probably the worst case scenario is using underdosing animals, and so then if we don't we don't weigh them we don't know really what, how many how much cows weigh everybody's cows weighs 1,200 pounds right but there's very few 1,200 pound cows out there so <laughs> you having to have the right dose so that we get we do a good job killing when we do kill and then not just every time we touch them but every time that it, when it's appropriate to treat that's that's key appropriate as well. to treat appropriate to treat and and how much of this goes into the genetic testing I, we're hearing a lot about uh, sustainability and genetic testing and what what can ranchers and farmers learn 
not only about the Elanco product, but what they can glean from that data. So one of the things that that, that is kind of where we need to go um, on some of the genetic testing is looking at parasite susceptibility. So we do know that there are genetic differences between animals, and it's very focused, uh, very evident on the sheep and goat side. We can actually um, select sires that their offspring will be less affected by internal parasites. Um, the Katahdin breed actually has an index uh, for their rams that so I can use select a certain ram and, and reduce uh, parasite sensitivity or uh, susceptibility. So I think as we move forward, we can start doing some of those things in the cow herd, make sure that we're saving the good genetics that don't have to have, um, don't end up getting heavily parasitized. Therefore, we do not need to use as much chemical. That chemical will last a lot longer because we're not overusing it. We're going to go to the other alumni from Washington State University, uh, Dr. Tessman. Uh, Ron, talk to us about what you're working on now. What, what, what are the important steps that you see in the future for Elanco, and especially in your specialization? Well, you know, we're really lucky in Elanco that we do have our ties back to our R&D, and so we get a chance to work with them on the innovation and the things that are coming through the pipeline. Um, so certainly we're, we're always feeding back on that. But one of the things that we're really focusing on, um, you know, in our group is making what is old new again. And um, just like Wayne talked about with let's use our old products in a more efficient, better, sustainable way. We also want to think about how we approach diseases and what, what we think about diseases. And, and, you know, as veterinarians and producers, we're oftentimes focused on that sick animal. We want to diagnose that sick animal. We want to treat that sick animal. And that's, that's really important because that's why we're in the business. We want healthy animals. And so sick animals give us an idea of how well we're doing, and, and we don't want those in our system. But, however, if we think about those lessons that our, our grandpa taught us, our mm. grandmother, you know, about the, the animal husbandry things that we can do to be one step ahead, to really mitigate or prevent that illness in the first place, um, then we're going to be better off. And so what are those things? You know, can we provide those animals with a clean, comfortable place when they come onto our uh, on our facility? Can we make sure that they have a nice, uh, nutritious diet that's maybe not so hard to, to digest yes, early right. on, you know? Um, and, and maybe, you know, it's like Wayne talked about with bovine respiratory disease, you know, these are like kindergartens. And so kindergarten kids, and you know, there's a lot of stress when we put them all together and mix them up. And so can we make sure that there's an adequate bunk space, lots of clean, fresh water and adequate uh, avail availability to that? All those things will reduce the stress that the animal has. And, and, and just by reducing the stress, and getting them up on feed and getting them so they're maintaining their nutritional plane, they're better able to respond to any of those uh, pathogenic challenges that they might have that, that they're normally going to have, that they're normally going to see. And also, you know, a stressed animal, it's going to hide its uh, illness. And so, you know, if we reduce the stress, make that animal more comfortable, it's going to tell us better how it's feeling. You know, is it grooming its neighbor? Is it coming up to the bunk? You know, uh, what does its switch look like? Um, and so that also gives us a better chance to really identify those animals that need treatment 
because we're not, uh, you know, our eyes aren't, we're not being uh, fooled by the right. animals because they're trying to protect themselves. And all of this is also important. It, it is so great to have this conversation because animal welfare is a big thing with a lot of people. We were talking about this off mic, about only 2% of the population out there is even halfway involved in agriculture. And, and so there's a lot of consumer misinformation about agriculture. And when you're talking about animal welfare, not only in the feedlot, but also growing them up, those are important things for consumers that they oftentimes don't know about. Absolutely. I mean, that's the one thing that we also want to stress is that, you know, day to day, our producers are doing a good job. We're producing the healthiest, you know, most nutritious product across the world, and we're doing it in a very efficient manner. And so, you know, the things that we would like to stress to our producers and to other people, you know, is that animal husbandry aspect, you know, getting back to making sure that we're doing everything we can to mitigate disease so that we don't have to treat it. Now, we do have a number of products, like Wayne said, that we can use for treatment, and they're, they're very good, but we'd rather mitigate that. Yeah, 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 if yeah. we don't, yeah, if we don't have to. Good stuff. Thank you, gentlemen. I really do appreciate you taking some time to sit down and visit with us here at American Cattlemen Podcast, talking about the work that's going on at Elanco, and it's an everyday progression. Looking forward to the future. Good stuff. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, John Trevor. Yes, thank you very much. A special thanks to Dr. Ron Tessman and Dr. Wayne Ayers from Elanco for taking time at the NCBA show to chat with us. Also, a special thanks to our sponsors, Rawhide Portable Corral and Shorty's Cowboy Hattery. We hope you enjoyed your time with us, and for more information, please check our website, www.americancattlemen.com, or check us out on social media simply by searching American Cattlemen. Until next time, make sure the gate is always closed.